0: Hey, Shepherd family, this is Pastor Scott Seidler. I bring grace to you and peace from God our Father through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for my message today is from John chapter 11. It's a well known passage of Scripture that tells the harrowing tale of the Lord Jesus Christ going to his friend Lazarus after Lazarus had died and raising him from the dead. In fact, Even as I start this message, you may want to pause right now and actually pick up your Bible or go online if need be and read through the entirety of John chapter 11. It's a long story, but it's a story worth reading. A story worth reading because at the heart and center of it is the way in which the Son of God and Savior of the world comes up against human grief. In Mary and Martha, the sisters of Lazarus, and even in himself, the Son of God comes and confronts human grief and says, no more. I am the resurrection and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You know, we are living in a time where there is a lot of grief, isn't there? And grief, very simply put, is simply sadness over loss. Whenever we lose something, we grieve. We grieve the loss of um, sports teams and sports and sporting events. We grieve the loss of gathering with friends and family at our local restaurants and other joints we grieve the loss of the opportunity for us just to walk outside without having to think whether or not the person coming at us in the supermarket or elsewhere is going to be a mortal threat. All of those experiences of loss bring to us sadness, and that sadness can simply be called grief. It's not just when someone dies... It doesn't have to be some catastrophic event. Even a little child who loses for a time their precious comfort object, their blankie or their stuffed animal, can go through a period of grief just like an older adult who loses their spouse of many, many decades. Grief is something that is native to the human race. It is part of the fiber of our living. Sadness over loss is something that confronts us all, and what I think, I, I think we all realize is that in this particular moment, we are all out of sorts, because every single one of us is confronting sadness of a sort regarding a loss of some kind. Today I want to take you then into John chapter 11. Maybe you've already stopped this uh, recording to read John chapter 11. I really encourage you, if you have not yet, would you please just stop, read that passage of Scripture. Maybe if you're sitting there as a family, have someone be the reader for your church this morning, this evening, whenever you're listening to this recording. And have this as an opportunity for your heart's devotion to be focused on the place where we learn about what it is that God has done to confront the sadness, the grief over loss that we all, in many different ways and times, experience. I want to just point out a few things for you from John chapter 11. Some words, some phrases that I think heighten the sense of loss and sadness that we are to share with mary and martha and ultimately jesus himself as they take on this very very troublesome moment when their brother and their friend has died we uh, hear first about the sisters mary and martha lazarus's sisters sending a message to the lord jesus lord your dear friend is very sick You know, I'm mindful that grief starts oftentimes before the loss even actually happens. That when we know loss is coming, we pre-grieve. You've seen this, of course, with folks that have watched a loved one die uh, over a lingering period. Maybe because of Alzheimer's, maybe because of some other kind of, uh, of disease that that renders them incapable of human interaction and while death is still a ways away the recognition that that loss is coming introduces grief into the moment while life is still being had. Grief was being experienced for Mary and Martha in this text even before Lazarus actually took his last breath. Grief, in other words, sadness over loss penetrate this chapter 11 of John's gospel from the very moment it starts and the opening of its words we read a little bit later verse 21 after Lazarus had died after Jesus arrives Martha said to Jesus Lord if only you had been here my brother would not have died you know one of the ways we deal with grief is through something that Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, the great scientist and studier of grieving and, and, and grief management, would say is bargaining. If you had done this, then this wouldn't have happened. Could we possibly go back and, and redo this? You're the Lord, of course. This is, this is the sister of Lazarus asking the question to herself, to Jesus, to anybody who would listen, is there anybody who could have intervened earlier so that this loss might not have been experienced grief is like that it's not just tears running down your face but it's also anger in your heart exasperation cynicism even that no one is really doing anything to help counteract this and i am powerless to do anything now except wallow in it. Mary and Martha were wallowing in it, but interestingly enough, uh, verse 33, when Jesus saw her weeping, Mary was weeping, and saw the other people wailing with her, listen to this, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled a deep anger along with the wailing grief knows a multiplicity of emotions let me just stop there for a second for an application point we all again have suffered loss we are all in that way grieving together the various things we have lost remember that everybody goes through grief differently processes it with different kind of emotional loads at different points along the way. And if you're in a household right now with more than maybe just your spouse, you've got your kids back, like I have in my house, I have to remember that in this time where we're all wishing we could get back to what was because we miss what we have now lost, that each of us at different points during the day may have different emotional needs that need to be soothed or addressed in a loving and healthy way. Uh, Lauren, my middle daughter, could be angry and Abby could be sad because she misses her friends back at school. Connor could be despondent as he plays a video game. Renee or I could be detached as we are head down trying to keep the workload that we're responsible for going and, and accountably deliver on what we have to do. So despondency meets anger, meets sadness, meets um, uh, a distant withdrawal and now in the sidler house you've got five people who are all emotionally in very different places grief does that grief does that not only in a time of pandemic grief also does that when a family is grieving the loss of a loved one you can have one person at the casket who is weeping you can have another person at the casket who is vacant And so my question for you, not just for those in your household, but for those that you love over a a Facebook Live or a Zoom call or a, a FaceTime, how are you helping each other process this grief over loss in ways that make sense for each other? Jesus, Mary, Martha, the onlookers, they were all in very different places. You know, I can't help but wonder in that next verse, uh, verse 35, I should say, when we see that single, very pregnant sentence, Jesus wept. The shortest verse in the Bible, remember? It's your very pursuit. I wonder why it was that Jesus wept. I wonder if it was just his emotion over the loss of his friend Lazarus, or I wonder, here's what I wonder, I wonder whether his weeping was over the multiplicity of emotions that grief and sadness had brought to bear in God's people who were standing there by Lazarus' grave. In fact, I can't help but wonder if that's actually the way it was the Son of God who came into this world in order to defeat death, the Lamb of God who would give away His life so that the life of the sheep could be preserved and protected and extended, not just in this world, but especially in the life that is to come. I wonder whether or not Jesus was weeping because inherent in grief, inherent in sadness over loss is the truth that we are, all of us, living in this world in need of a salvation from the experience of loss that was never ours to begin with. You know, when God planted Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, they had everything they needed and there was not a day before sin entered the world through that wicked serpent. There was never a day where Adam and Eve said to themselves from their own insides, we we lack something. It wasn't until the serpent said, you know, you're missing out. You're missing out on the tree. You're missing out on the wisdom and the knowledge of the things of God. You, you should get that. And once they ate of that tree, grief and sadness entered in because in that moment of gaining what they thought was going to be good, they lost everything. And now, with every successive generation to this 21st century moment, friends, we still suffer and experience in different ways that same sense of loss. Okay, last time, I promise, I promise, this is the last time. If you have not gone and taken the moment to read through John chapter 11. Would you do that for me? Would you just stop this recording and do that for me? The reason I ask that is this, because in the midst of all of the grieving that's going on and the sadness that exists in John chapter 11, there is one truth that is also weaved throughout it all, is that there is a Lord who is on his march to the grave of Lazarus and who will raise this Lazarus from the dead by saying, Lazarus, you come out. You come out. And when Jesus goes to that tomb and brings Lazarus out, he doesn't take away all the grieving from this world. But he shows that he's the Lord of grief. He's the one who can make grief good, or at least bring a good from the grief. And to give us a promise that there is a day when, in God's perfect timing... We will be brought to a heavenly room, in a heavenly mansion, and at that point in time, in the rooms that Jesus has gone to prepare for us, we will enter a time where we will never suffer loss again. We will only have gain. And therefore, we will never have sadness or grief over loss. We will only have the joy of the resurrection and all that God provides. If you haven't read John chapter 11, you really should. Because Jesus, in the midst of great grief, gives us hope that that grief and that sadness, that loss, can be replaced by His powerful, life-giving Word. And He says to you and He says to me in this time where we have lost so much and we probably are already grieving the other things we may lose in in due time come out come out from that grief for i am the resurrection and the life jesus says and we have put our faith in him and now may the peace of god which passes all understanding may it guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus both now and forever amen